You're listening to the Almost Welcome 30 to Almost 30 Podcast. How's it going? How's it going, I was going to say we're so glad you're here, but we've always said that. Yeah, we should do a new one. It's old. <laughs> it's old bag. It's old, old trick. So what's the new one? How's it going? Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> you know what we How always say. Doing? How's it going? <laughs> you, know, you know our tagline. How's it going? <laughs> That's right. how cool and relaxed fine. we are. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and intended. Holy Sick of breath. moly. Purposeful dreamers who are smart <sighs> and always 2020. The year dreams are made of. <laughs> Secretly, maybe they are. I, I know, know, honestly. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe seeds are being planted. I've always, I think I said this before, but I've always said that I knew things had to get really crazy before, you know, we made radical changes and, and all facets of our existence. But I never, mm-hmm. and I knew I'd be alive for it, but I just, when it's here, I'm like, wow. Oh, I didn't know I'd be alive for it. I'm like, I do wake up some days. I'm like, this is kind of cool. I, yeah. Literally, I know people are suffering all the things and like, it is very hard, but it's also like, whoa, mm-hmm. we're here for this. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's been quite interesting. Yeah. I think on that note, it's, you know, taking the higher spiritual perspective of seeing everything as an experience and yeah. knowing that on the other side of all the pain, because, you know, we're we're going through it. Everyone, you know, everyone's really going through it is the opportunity for growth. And that as humans, you know, we need it to be difficult for the most part for us to change. And that's really what's happening, you know, where we're just having everything like leveled out so that we can reestablish our values as humans. Mm -hmm. What, what's something right now that you're like, Whoa, haven't thought about that. Dude, what have I I not thought of? (laughs) I'm a little curious about the financial system not collapse, but that reorganization. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm, it's interesting to think about. It's like, because schools, I can see very clearly how we would shift and change schools. But with, and then, you know, healthcare, I can see clearly, although it would be very challenging how we could shift and change healthcare to be better. But with financial system, I'm like, damn, how would we do that without money? You know, or without, like, what would that be? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like with big banks and things yeah. like that. Like, and like the market like? And, and... And currency. Yeah. <laughs> and real estate and like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's like, whoa, I don't know what that's going to look like. Because we haven't really... Obviously, we lived through 2008. 2008. Mm-hmm. But... I was in college then, so yeah, it was like... it wasn't a... Yeah, it didn't really... I don't know. It wasn't like a deeply in it. Because mm-hmm. we were in college, I feel like yes. there was kind of a bubble. Yes. And... Yeah, I mean, I remember my parents going through it, but oh they, they kind of yeah. censored what we knew about mm-hmm. like the hard times that they were going through. So yeah, I'm curious. I'm definitely curious what that will will feel like, but I do think we're getting to a point now where we need to, there needs to be that breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also curious about, we've heard so many people like kind of moving out of cities and moving to new places and just kind of what that will look like in the next five, 10 years. Put me on a farm. Truly. Put me on a farm. Let me grow my own food. Literally. Um, Put me on a farm in a barn, (laughs) like as an animal. (laughs) Muscle me. It's so, because now people are realizing that they can work from home. They are understanding that like in order to have a a sense of, of mental health that they really, I don't know, are like, proud of and mm-hmm. can pr- be productive in life requires that rest that like disconnection from the goings on of every day especially the internet and being so connected so i'm just curious what that's going to look like and i'm i'm hopeful i'm hopeful that 
there won't be this dependency on these big cities always. I'm not wanting cities to collapse, but it's just an interesting thing to think about because I think so many young people like flock to the big cities, LA, New York, Boston. Well, it's where the most opportunity is, you know, so there's just like a lot of different reasons, but it would be nice to spread out. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone just spread out. Totally. And it'll be interesting to see where we are. I know. Where we move. I know. I'll be in Antarctica. Honestly. (laughs) I don't know where I'll be. I have this like, I have, I think I have it saved on my Instagram as I'm sure a lot of people do. Like this, basically this estate in Italy that's like so organically a part of the land, but like fucking chic as hell and so minimal. And I'm like, oh, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to be. Honestly, (laughs) never been to Italy before, but that's where I'm going to (laughs) be. You know. You're speak Italian? No. Yeah. Don't speak Italian. <laughs> Do you have internet? No. <laughs> we were talking about before this, the free Britney thing. Yeah. Have you guys been, I don't know if you guys have been following that, but say it once, I'll say it again. I've said it for years. When she had her first mental breakdown, it was like, there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. And to be someone that is 16 years old, that is like sexualized, that is in the music industry that is like thrown into like so many considerably dark situations and people and things. I mean, that really can damage someone. And then to make, to be so successful. Yes. And make so much money and have, you know, her own people in her own family kind of use that or use that as a control mechanism. And it's just been, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of you have probably seen Britney's Britney's Instagram. And so uh, there is a, um, a hashtag that was started free Britney. And so upcoming is her conservatorship hearing, which basically, you know, her father has con- her father and an attorney has control over her entire estate. Yeah. And from what I hear, and this is allegedly, I don't know if it's a fact, but that she gets about $1,500 a week. You know, it's monitored like who comes to visit her. She has to, what she posts on oh. social media is monitored, everything really. And it's just so sad and she has two two boys and she's i think she has maybe like 30 percent custody or something like that but yeah it was a 12 year it says it was a 12 year legal arrangement that prevents her from controlling her life and her 59 million dollar fortune and i think it's more than that yeah i would think it was more than that but also too it's like this is the whole thing it's like so what's so wrong about it. There's so many different levels is that they control the fortune, you know, the lawyer and her father, and she Mm -hmm. still works so much. Well, that's the whole thing. There's a fact, hold on. I'm going to pull it up that just like blew my mind about the amount of success and money she has made since the conservatorship started. Don't even. And how successful she's been. So basically... So Britney Spears is now a 38-year-old woman who is not allowed to do the following without her father's permission. And they list all of these things, drive drive a car, get married, have children, spend her own money, et cetera. But since the conservatorship began 12 years ago, she has released four albums, done three worldwide tours, did a four-year Vegas residency, was a full-time judge on X Factor, released multiple perfumes and a lingerie line, made $138 million or so a year, which is just... Mind blowing. Wow. Mind blowing. 
and she has no control over that. Yeah, that's where it's the real problem. If someone has a mental, you know, someone has mental, not it, mental issues. I keep having, I keep getting tripped up on saying mental issues because mental issues doesn't feel correct. Yeah, I agree. But when someone is going through what she's been through and needs such deep healing, it's like, okay, look, if you're going to be the owner of her money, you got to let her heal. And I, you're her dad. I completely agree. Yeah, Yo, you're her dad. I completely agree. It's really, it's sad, but I mean, damn, if I kind of like when I saw a video of hers the other day, I kind of saw a little twinkle. Mm, Do you know what I mean? When you can kind of see in someone's eyes that they're like there. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just really, I was like, oh my God, like if Brittany is freed and comes back and like feels really good and is just like truly happy and thriving, like that would be that would be a highlight oh yeah this post says so when everyone sees her on instagram walking up and down her hallways like it's a fashion show that's all she is allowed to do she has never had control over her life i don't care if you personally like her or her music no one deserves this all the woman wants to see is her children make music and just live her life wow mm. they're all also talking about and this is to your point about like being so young and so famous allegedly when she joined the mickey mouse club her and christina aguilera oh, yeah. like joined at the same time and and basically Britney's voice was very much to the caliber and like resonance of christina aguilera's at the time as a young as young children but they didn't want them to sound the same and so Britney's voice coach was told to basically teach her how to have that kind of like squeaky, like airy voice. Um, And it it ruined her voice. And so then she had to lip sync. And then she was contracted to only lip sync Mm. and she couldn't actually sing. Yeah. It's that was the period too of like celebrity where they would remember that celebrity period where they were so obsessed and they would follow them around. And that was the celebrity period. I'm like laughing and it's because it's so fucked up, but it's like when they would look up there to see if they had underwear on. Remember be like Lindsay Lohan's not wearing panties. Paris Hilton's not wearing panties. How like honestly, and it'd be like Britain, how insane is that? It's disgusting. They would, paparazzi would follow women around and try and get up the skirt shots when they were not wearing underwear. Like, what reality did we grow up in? I mean, I mean, say it once, say it yeah. again. The obsession with them being virgins, too. Yeah, it's I disgusting. Can't. I can't. It's I disgusting. Cannot. There is an interview I think Brittany did. Maybe it was in Britain. And there was a question around her virginity. And it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen oh in my, my God, life. I, I'm, and you, my skin is crawling. You saw her just be like, you know what I mean? Ugh. Just kind of like leave. And she's just like, oh. But she had to be like, ah. Like she had to laugh, right? Like laugh Ugh. through it. So sad. So praying for Brittany. Let's like almost 30 nation. Let's pray. Let's free Brittany, for- bitch. Britney. Yes. Free so freaking Britney. There's a hashtag. And then there's something you can sign that um, I think there's something that you can sign. And if they get enough signatures that the judge that is going to court with her and her father and the other lawyer will look over um, when they go to court. Yes. So let's sign it, y'all. Free, free let's her girl. It. Let's put it in the uh, show notes. Yeah. yeah we should. Production team this is the movement. <laughs> this is our call to action. This episode is freaking free Britney. Bless. Oh, Bless man. her sweetheart. Yeah. Love you, Brit. Um, okay. Wow, I'm in a vortex. Yeah, truly in a vortex. Honestly. My forehead I don't know where is I am. pulsing. Once you go to her, her Instagram, you honestly get in a vortex. Yeah. 
It's a lot, sweetheart. Um, so Thursdays, as you know, are solo episode days. Woo. So whether it's both of us or one of us, we just go a little bit deeper on things that we're thinking about and growing through. Um, and you guys have been really loving them. So thank you for tuning in. Um, this week, I am doing a solo. Had a lot of questions from people about um, maintaining a long distance relationship. So. Hmm. Yeah. funny <laughs> Sean's been here for three months I know literally well that's that's gonna be part of it where like the adjustment yes totally. yeah it's it's definitely an adjustment but then also he's like leaving again and so like what I yes. know now about kind of maintaining what we've built in a very short time or like of course the connection we've we've had so your foundation my foundation so good um, did you write that no oh, damn oh no it's a song um so yeah, I, I just wanted to give some like really tactical tips and then just also like some emotional support because I know a lot of you right now, especially during quarantine and everything going on, you're separated not only from like if you're with a partner, but maybe your family and your friends, like it can just be hard. So these are really, um, these can be applied to any relationship that you're just like missing and, and quite literally long distance with. Um, so hope you enjoy it. And if you have any suggestions for our solo episodes, you know, let us, let us know. You can DM us on Instagram at almost three zero podcast. Yeah. We did one on creativity. So mm -hmm. expressing your creativity I've done on body acceptance. Um, we've done, you know, a bunch of different solo episodes and those are just really deep and personal with us. We love doing them and we love sharing them with you. So we're really, really excited. And you guys know, we got the apparel. The apparel is mm -hmm. out. Our collaboration with Danny Daisy LA. It is a very limited quantity apparel line. We have very limited quantities um, and we only have, you know, so many of each. And these were done with love. These took so much time for us to design and make sure everything was so soft and cozy and flattering and size inclusive, organic, all the things. So we are so excited about that. Go to shop almost 30 and check out these unique one of a kind pieces. Yeah. I can't wait to see you in them. And this episode is powered by Acuity. Acuity saved uh, our butts in the beginning of this business. So this is basically your 24-7 behind-the-scenes scheduling assistant. And it is awesome. It links with, you know, Zoom and go-to meetings. So it makes everything super integrated. It also automates like invoices and reminders, confirmations, and it, it'll even reschedule either guests or clients for you without you even thinking about That's it. the best part is when people we use Acuity for everything, but when people also use Acuity that I can use with them and I need to reschedule, it's mm -hmm. like the easiest thing. Yeah, it's so great. So for our listeners, and this is limited time only, you can get 45 days of Acuity scheduling absolutely free, no credit card required by going to acuityscheduling.com slash almost 30. So it's acuityscheduling.com slash almost 30 will get you 45 days free of Acuity, absolutely free. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy this episode. Shop Almost 30 for the apparel and any workshops that you want to grab your podcast pro for people that want to start a podcast. And then all things are at Almost 30 Podcast. Love you. Love you. Hey everyone, welcome to the pod. If you're watching on YouTube, I have our new merch on. Just wanted to rep it. I'm wearing a our Not Alone sweatshirt. It's comfy as hell. I'm glad you're here. This is a solo episode. It's going to be very punchy and tactical and pretty personal. So I've gotten a lot of questions from all of you out there about my long distance relationship. Ironic. And I think Krista 
joked about this in the intro that he's been here for the last three months, so we haven't been long distance, but it's really interesting because he's going to go back to New York and we are going to start the next chapter of long distance. And I've just learned so much about what's important about the long distance period of a relationship. I do want to say off the bat that these tips will be really helpful, not only for a romantic relationship, but also for a long distance friendship, family. And I know during this time when, you know, quarantine is a thing, we can't really travel as easily as we used to or see the people that we really love as often as we'd like. And so I believe that you can take these tips and apply them to any long distance relationship. It might take writing these down and then reflecting on how it applies to you, but I do think that they can apply not only to romantic relationships, but this is kind of the perspective that I'm I'm using as I just make these really, really clear and tactical. So I just want to start off by like sharing that in my experience, you know, I always thought like, oh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So a long distance relationship should be just in itself. The fact that we're far apart will make me like miss someone more, um, make when we see each other next even better, like kind of all of these surface assumptions, which, you know, can happen absolutely 1000%. But I do think that this time that you are away from someone you care about is is really productive and can build a solid foundation for when you're in the same place, whether that means you eventually are in the same place for ever or the next time you see that person and you spend quality time with them. I just think it really enhances the relationship and the connection. So what I now understand is that absence forces your communication to get better. That's like the new quote that I'm that I'm using. And I say force because sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, this is hard. I'm uncomfortable. I'm truly being seen by someone I love and like I'm not being seen in the best light. Help me, help me, help me, right? Like get me out of here. And it can be so overwhelming and have been some of my biggest growth moments uh, in this relationship that I'm in. And I will say we were long distance for about seven months before he came here to LA. So I learned a lot about our individual communication styles. And I learned a lot about the, about communication and partnership. We're both very independent, but I just learned so much about what I was bringing to the table, what I, what stories I was bringing, what subconscious programming I was bringing. And it is a constant learning. You know, I don't know if we ever truly arrive, but just so long as we are open, compassionate, not only with that other person, but with ourselves, I do think it can be like really, really beautiful and fulfilling. So let's get into the tips. Here we go. First one. Communicate as much or as little as you need. And I think this really requires an honest conversation about what type of communication you as an individual prefers. And then asking that partner, that friend, that family member, like what cadence and type of communication do you prefer? So is it phone? Is it text? Is it FaceTime? Is it scheduled? Is it shorter uh, increments? Is it one long increment of communication? Is it throughout the day or is it bookending the day? 
just being very specific, you might have completely different uh, preferences of communication. And in that case, I I would recommend from from my experience is is trying both out and seemingly what tends to happen is like you meet in the middle. So as you learn about your partner, your friend, your family, you'll learn their daily cadence. So maybe they are totally unavailable to talk from nine to five. And so is it important to you that maybe you start and end the day connecting with them? How long does that take? Do they tend to need preparation to start their workday? So you don't want to eat into that. Like this involves asking like kind of annoying nitty gritty questions and maybe like it takes the sexy out of it a little bit, but it really helps to set very clear expectations so that we don't make assumptions and so that we're not disappointed and so that we're not like upset. <laughs> and so, yeah, communicate about schedules, communicate about your needs. Like sometimes like there are some weeks where I do feel a little bit needy and maybe it's, and what I've done is just been like, I kind of need, I need like a little bit more love and communication this week. Not that he doesn't love me like every other day, but it's like, I just need like a little bit more communication, words, texts calling me from you. So often that like is connected to my cycle. So there's that. And sometimes, you know, we'll just have texted all day and I I really want to see his face. So it's like, hey, tomorrow I'd love to just FaceTime you in the morning. And just, I, I think, you know, especially with with the male energy, there is this like linearness. So it's, it's, it's actually comforting for them to know, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk to my partner at like 8am and we're going to FaceTime and I know it's going to be 15 minutes rather than kind of this like nebulous time, this nebulous, nebulous length of time. I think at least in the beginning, make it pretty direct and scheduled and as I said kind of nitty-gritty and then you'll kind of like you'll dip into a flow that feels more natural so trust that beginning where it's like oh man this is not sexy but then you'll begin to learn more about one another and then if you kind of lean outside of what you had scheduled or planned for kind of feels exciting and again communication throughout is so important so like what's working and what's not and feel free to like express that hey i just wanted to let you know that you know it doesn't really work for me when we're like facetiming the hour before bed because i'm really trying to like shut off right it kind of gives me like the screen time gives me a headache so i'd love to facetime you like two hours before we go to bed and like take that half hour to be really intentional about what we talk about, what we catch up about, the questions we ask, etc. Tip two. I love this one. It's it, it's really it takes intention, it takes attention. And you know, I haven't always been good at this, but I think I'm getting better at this. Weave moments of their day into yours. And this does not mean, you know, distract from what you have to do. This quite literally means setting reminders to text or call to check in about something that's happening, you know, is happening in their day. So maybe they have an important meeting at 10 and it's sending a message at like 930 and just saying, 
hey, thinking about you, I know you have a meeting coming up, go get them, right? <laughs> like it could be so, it could be so simple, but I think that, you know, and you don't, the key there is not expecting that, that text back right away. It's just, it's sending out that connection where it's like, I'm thinking of you. And so for me, I put it in my calendar. I'm like, reminder, Sean has a meeting. It's important. Text him like a prayer, good luck, whatever it is. And it just, it's, I don't know if it's subconscious, but for me, I'm like, oh, wow. They're thinking about me. They care. Even if it's like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Even if it's to your mom, your dad, your sister, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Like how special is that when you receive a text like that? Come on. Or even an email. I think I think an email is kind of fun and special. Sean and I send emails to each other sometimes. And that in this day and age is different than a text, right? So it could just be a longer form of your thoughts and why you're thinking about them. And even though it's like still connected to technology, it might be like a natural thing you can do during the day. And so just thinking outside of the box in that way, knowing that maybe he's going to be in his inbox all day and maybe it's just like he or she, it's like, a subject line that's like, hi, I love you. And then the body of it is three reasons why I love you. I know this is cheesy. I'm looking at myself in our little camera thing. This is on YouTube. And I'm like, you are cheesy. But it's it comes from the heart. It's real. It's it's it matters, right? I think we've kind of lost those those really simple moments. And so I think a long distance relationship really allows you to bring those back. <laughs> and it's really nice. Okay, tip number three, making sure that when you do connect, it's intentional connection, that you're 100% there. And it's okay, you know, like just passing in the day, if it's like, hey, what's up? Good, good. How was lunch? Good, good. Okay. Yeah, after running the next meeting, I just wanted to hear your voice. Sure. You know, I that can totally happen. But I don't know. I just, I, I think what compounds over time are those conversations where both people are completely present. They're not multitasking. They're not anticipating the next thing they have to do. And this really requires scheduling time. So what I've done with Sean at times is, you know, we'll do like a date night when we're long distance. And so we know that on a Friday night, we're going to FaceTime for like an hour, hour and a half, hour. And during that time, that's all we're doing, right? I think, you know, other times we can we can be multitasking as long as we both know that that hour is for us to catch up, to connect on, we've been asking each other like really deep questions. Um, I'm going to link those in the show notes. And yeah, we designate time so that we are 100% there. It's, I think it's, it's fuel. It's fuel for the rest of the week when things can get crazy and distracting and unfocused. I do think like a really beautiful, intentional phone date, FaceTime date, whatever it is, where you guys are not distracted and just so connected can be fuel for the next week. If there are things that are unpredictable and happen and intervene with your normal communication. So intentional connection. Okay. Next tip. It's hard in a long distance relationship at times. I've found that I've had moments when he wants to like do his normal life stuff, like hang out with friends or maybe like 
go on a run or, you know, what else can we do in quarantine? Not that he's hanging out with friends in quarantine, but just like kind of normal life stuff, like hobbies and things he would have normally done without me in the picture. At times, because of the long distance, I was a bit greedy with the amount of time that I wanted from him. And what I found felt so much better to me and obviously to him was really supporting him in his interests. So if he's like, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, I'm planning to go see the boys. We're going to like take a walk, whatever, and like just kind of catch up for a few hours. And instead of thinking like, oh man, that's during the time that I was like hoping that we would talk. It's, it's so much about thinking that's important to him too, right? It's like, it's hard in a long distance relationship not to think that you're like the most important thing, right? Because sometimes it makes you feel better because the distance is hard in itself. So it's supporting his interests, things he wants to do. And, you know, that goes for any, any relationship where it's like really just supporting and just being like, yeah, go for it. Like, and it also recovering people pleaser here and wanting to, you know, make sure everyone's comfortable and satisfied. Like it actually gives me permission to go do that thing that I've been wanting to do. You know, I tend to, you know, put some things to the side that maybe I need to do or want to do because I want to spend time with them and I want to do both things, but sometimes I, tend to latch on to, oh, but I, I I have to talk to him. Like we're in a long distance relationship. We have to maintain this without just like relaxing into the fact that like, if this is for the long term, which it is, it's like, let me just relax into this reality. Like, let me not hold on so tight and so desperately as if he's going to like turn around and run away. Like just really allow both of us to be free within relationship. So that was that was a really important one that I learned um, early on and really consistently try hard to maintain. So supporting that person's interests and ideally it supports your interests as, as well. Next one is making a playlist that you guys can share. <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but it's so sweet to a best friend, even a family member, and especially like a romantic partner, creating a playlist. I use Spotify that you both can contribute to. And it's kind of fun to see like, oh, like you put in a few new songs and we have like a playlist of over 150 songs right now. And anytime I'm missing him, like especially at times when I can't talk to him, I just put on that playlist and I swear to you, I feel so much better. I just feel so good. I'm like, oh, I'm loved. He put this song in here. He was thinking of me, right? So I think making a playlist, being able to dance and move to it and just like be in that feeling of like what your relationship means and and how it makes you feel is just so special. Music is so healing. Music just accesses, accesses parts of us that I don't know. I don't know if we can do with our brains. So make that playlist. Okay. Next tip, focus on the positive. It's easy to focus on the negative. Oh my God, I haven't seen you in like 60 days. Uh, or man, this is so hard. You know, it, it's so easy for our brains to focus on the negative, to protect us, to tell us like, Hey, you should, probably shouldn't be doing this. This is too hard. But it's really helped me to focus on the positive. I mean, damn, I just got three months with him in person. He's going to, you know, be going back to New York. And there's a part of me that's like, 
I'm sad. But I'm also like, damn, I got three months. That was fucking amazing. I would have never had that with him, especially in this first year together. And I've learned so much. We, we saw each other every single day. And so focusing on that, focusing on the fact that we are both like super independent and doing our, doing our thing. And instead of saying like, oh man, he's always so busy. I'm always so busy with the heck, <laughs> you know, energy goes where the focus is, right? And so if you want to create more of what's uncomfortable and painful, yeah, focus your energy there. But I really want to focus my energy on what's like so fucking good about this. So just check yourself, you know, even if you're going to write down maybe the thoughts that are running through your mind or the things that come out of your mouth in conversation with this person. Oh, I miss you so much. Like, oh, it's so hard. Maybe it's just like, wow, I miss you so much. Like I just re- like, it's because I care about you. How lucky am I to be in a relationship or have a friendship where I just care about the person so much, right? It's easy to flip. So in whatever way you need to write down, say out loud, flip it in the moment and see how that feels. Next tip, long distance is a really great period of time, great season to bring up things that you'd like to work through. There's like a directness and honesty that a long distance relationship requires because you don't have like the in-person body language, feeling, perception. So I just think it's been a great way for me to work that communication muscle like big time. Communication, 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 and just saying how I feel and not worrying about how it comes off and just really speaking from my heart, not my head. Really just saying like, Hey, like when you said this, this is how I felt. And I just want to understand more deeply, like where your heart was at. And I just would love to express like how it made me feel and like what it's bringing up for me. And we've done this a lot and it's not always easy y'all. Like it's definitely not easy, but there is a levity on the other side of these conversations that man, oh man, I've just grown so much. Um, so really use this time to to bring up those things. And if it means doing it during your scheduled time, so it's not like springing it on the person in a random moment during the day, it's like maybe on that Friday date night or that like friendship hang on Saturday afternoon on FaceTime. It's just like designating that time to go deeper. That's been really, really helpful. And then this is especially for people in a long distance romantic relationship, but it might be helpful to talk about a long-term plan because I think if we, we, we swim in this like season of ambiguity and you're like, where is this going? Like, where is this taking me? Not to say that you need to know exactly how it's going to turn out, but to have a plan is so helpful emotionally, physically, spiritually. When there's kind of a a next thing, it really helps quell any anxiety. And again, that's not to say it won't turn out differently, but I, I do think it also it also grounds me in like, huh, okay, we're both on the same page. And I think that's what a plan is really important for in a in a romantic relationship is to just reestablish that you're on the same page. I've had so many friends and relationships where they're like, yeah, we've been together like five years and I don't really know, like, I don't know if he wants to get married. I don't know if we're going to do this. I say he, I mean he, she, whoever your partner is. And, you know, I, I 
feel for them. I'm not saying it's bad, but it does create a little bit of anxiety around like, hey, are we on the same page? Like, do we want the same things? You know, assuming that the friend I'm talking about like wants to get married or maybe move in together, whatever that looks like. I just think recognizing what pages you are on will help to make the next right step and show up for the relationship from the heart rather than from the head and overthinking and assuming, right? The goal is always to be coming from the heart within relationship. Always the goal. How are we doing? So that was it. I'm going to review. First tip, communicate as much or as little as you need. Got to know your partners, friend, families, communication, style, cadence, all of that. Be really honest and try it out. Maybe it's a matter of experimentation. Two, weave in moments of their day into yours so you can reach out and be like, hey, thinking of you, I know you have a presentation right now. You can set reminders on that. Three, intentional connection where you're 100% there. That might not be all the time, but try to do it at least once a week. Four, love them by supporting their interests. So whether you know they want to go on a solo trip and disconnect for a few days or they want to hang out with friends or you know go to their intramural soccer game like instead of thinking that it's taking away time from from connecting with them just really supporting them and reading them on because it gives you permission to do your thing too. 5 create a playlist where you can both contribute. Uh, contributing songs that make you think of one another. It's amazing. Six, focus on the positive. I know it's simple, but damn, do it in the moment. Catch yourself, catch yourself, catch yourself, catch yourself. Flip it, flip it. Bring up the things you'd like to work through. Uh, This is a time to be super direct and honest. Like let's work our communication muscle. I'm working on it. Not perfect, but I'm working on it. And seven, talk about a long-term plan. It just establishes that you're both on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, it's okay. It's not the end. It's just like, at least you know, and there is awareness around where you guys are. This is good, y'all. I'm excited to hear from you. And I'd love to know how these tips are helping you and what you've what you've taken from this episode. And I can answer any questions on Instagram at Lindsay Simsek. You can also DM at almost three zero podcast. Check us out on YouTube. We have videos up there now. We're trying our best. We're new to the YouTube scene in terms of video, but check it out. And again, we have our merch out. It's um it's something we're super proud of. So thank you as always for supporting. Thank you for holding space for me as I learn, grow and evolve. It's not always easy, especially in a public setting. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm always here for you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in y'all. Hope you can relate and hope it was valuable. You can DM me on Instagram at Lindsay Simsick. And at it's Krista and then everything else is at Almost 30 Podcast. You can check out um, Spotify, iTunes for tons of episodes on anything you're interested in, in the health, wellness, spirituality, and entrepreneurship space. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support. As always, we mean so much to us if you write a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you have a moment and this show has impacted your life in a positive way, a few words would mean the world to us. So leave a review and we will see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you soon.